Welcome to Influence Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influence marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in the digital age and all things influence marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm, social media manager at Cure Media, and in this week's episode, I'm proud to present Birit Sjövik, CEO at Makeup Mecca, a Norwegian-based beauty brand founded in 2009 that develops and sells their own makeup brand, Makeup Mecca Online. Birit will share insights on how to reach and attract the Gen Z audience. How can brands tap into and adapt to this audience's behaviors in order to turn them into loyal buyers? And how does influencer marketing play into this strategy? We will also discuss what content appeals to Generation C and how they can be a part of your product development process. Hi and welcome to the podcast, Berit. It's so fun to have you here today. I'm very happy to be here, so thank you for inviting me. For those who don't know so much about you or Makeup Mecca, can you start by telling us a bit about yourself and the company? Uh, I'd be happy to. So I started my career as a management consultant back in the days. Um, and after a little while, I moved to New York. I worked as a consultant to help Norwegian companies within software and IT to, to establish in the U.S., um, then came September 11th, 2001, and there weren't really that many projects left. So I, I went back to Norway and started working for a big, big uh, French company. Um, and after a few years, uh, another French company came along, and that was L'Oréal, and that was my way into the beauty business. Uh, after a few years in L'Oréal, uh, Makeup Mecca came, and it was such a fun project, and they asked me to become their CEO. So I went into the Makeup Mecca project. Wow, what a journey. Uh, it was uh, a very nice start to my career. I've been through so many projects, and I found that Makeup Mecca was the next big thing. So the, the founders invited me to come into Makeup Mecca. This is a company which uh, is only selling their own brand, uh, only through their own channel, and only uh, digital marketing-based. So a quite different project than, uh, than L'Oreal. Yeah, definitely. But it sounds so exciting. It is a very nice project and, and a, a very nice company. Amazing to hear. So how, how would you describe Makeup Mecca as a brand looking at the uh, tonality and why have you chosen that way of communicating that you have today? Uh, we are a company that can allow ourselves to be kind of the best friend with our client or our customers. Uh, we can be very close and personal. Uh, we can uh, talk with them in a way that uh, a lot of the big corporations can't. So we communicate with our followers, followers in social media. And uh, it seems like, you know, we, we have chosen that way to communicate because we can. We can allow ourselves to be very uh, close to the customers. We can allow ourselves to, to give the good advice. We can be a little bit of a uh, best friend more than the big international brands. Yeah, and that's really the way to go now. You can see many brands taking this approach towards especially Gen Z, which is uh, your target audience. So based on your experience, what major characteristics and behaviors can you see among this Gen Z uh, kind of tricky audience? 
I think it's really important that you should not underestimate the Generation C. They have, they are really competent within the fields that they are interested. Um, they are uh, extremely um, good at getting the details right. Uh, they will um, not work with uh, with or buy products where they cannot. Uh, find that they can relate to the product in such, I mean, before the millennials maybe would work more with companies or brands where they would identify with the whole brand. Um, but Generation C, they will be more connected to the whole company, uh, that you have your ESG in order, that you, they take advice from each other. They will not be convinced by a pure media campaign. Uh, so you have to communicate with them and not to them. Yeah, that's really, that's really important. And you can see from a lot of research that come like this year, um, this generation is really value driven. And as you say, they need to know the why behind your brand and in order to shop from it. Absolutely. Um, and they don't want to be fooled. They, they, they have done their background check. They have checked with other people on social media and with influencers and, They know a lot about ingredients. They know a lot about ESG. They know a lot about what they expect from a brand. And you have to deliver on those uh, expectations. Yeah. And we know this audience isn't very brand loyal, it's said. And competitors now is only a click away, as you said, on social media, for example. So how do you at Makeup Mecca manage to stay top of mind among your audience when competition only increases? And how do you turn these customers into loyal buyers? We need to be there for them, uh, both as, a, as a, someone to talk with in social media, but also we need to come with the, the relevant uh, launches. So our launch pattern is much faster these days than what it used to be back in the days. Uh, and we can also um, deliver on that because we are only on a, on a digital platform. In a physical uh, store, you will have to have the, the launch windows you follow. We can launch new things when it's on trend all the time throughout the year. Uh, and to be able to deliver really fast when they need it and never compromise on quality. Uh, if you compromise on quality in one single pro uh, product, they will... They will catch it and they will tell you. So to be the to get and to earn their loyalty, you have to deliver on every single launch you do. Yeah, that's really good uh, insights. And you talked a bit about uh, influencers uh, and influencer marketing, which is a part of your uh, marketing mix. How does this uh, marketing channel play into reaching Gen Z? We started in 2009. The, the company was established in 2009. Uh, and that was the early days of influencer marketing. So that was yeah. the really early days. Yeah, it was um, the bloggers. <laughs> yes. Uh, and at the time, the founders of Makeup Mecca started to work with influencers. So they were really early. It was a small company, local brand, and they relied on someone to go out there and tell everybody how good the brand was, that the quality was Uh, was good and that it was affordable. Uh, and then um, the, the influencers and the bloggers at the time, they really took this little brand and they started sharing for Makeup Mecca. 
So uh, they loved it. And, you know, as a small indie brand, uh, you're the underdog to the big international companies. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and all the, the people on social media started sharing for Makeup Mecca. And this was really the, the core of how we built the brand back in the days. And this is stuck with what we're doing today. And we still are very, uh, clear that our digital marketing and the influencer marketing is at the core of our uh, marketing mix. So uh, that way, we stick very close to the influencers. Yeah. yeah and also and that, you know, we, we are willing to give new faces a chance. So if we see someone who's doing something uh, and, and being this small brand, we can allow them also to be more creative. We can allow them. They don't get a really tough brief with all the details set. They have to uh, sort of, they can make the promotion of Make It Mecca and it's coming from their heart. We need them to to show what they really mean. Yeah. Yeah, Gen Z is really, you need to be where they are as a brand in order to reach them. So what results uh, can you see from influencer marketing as the core of your marketing mix? Um, we depend a lot on influencers. Um, this is what is driving our brand awareness. This is when we went uh, went into Sweden into the 2020. Uh, influencers were at the core on you know making brand awareness, making us known in the Swedish market, uh, and that is ultimately driving our sales. So we see that working closely with uh, influencers that um, can relate to our brand. Uh, that makes a whole different story, uh, much more than if we are the one telling the story. So getting someone, if they mean it, and they hopefully do, then it has such a much bigger impact than if we tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Consumers today tend to trust what a person says about a brand than what a brand says about themselves, which is quite, it lays quite naturally if you think about it. Yes, and if you see, like one of our biggest projects uh, is the Christmas calendar each year. So uh, in the Nordics, we have this craze for, for Christmas calendars. And we have a do-it-yourself calendar, 24 full-size product. And what they do is then we give it to a lot of influencers. They put their personal uh, creative uh, twist to it and they present it. And this gives so much more value than if we just make the picture-perfect uh, studio uh, content to our channels so this is really important to us yeah yeah the influencer generated content is is really key and uh, amazing to use on all social channels and also on your website and in paid paid social yes so all our advertising also, we try to link it to, to the, the influencer marketing so that we get uh, the full spin on the content that they make. Yeah, that's perfect to maximize the influencer marketing investment. And I think that's something we will see more of in like this year and the upcoming years. Yes. Um, and also because as a small company with a small team, uh, it's really important that the influencers can add something to the, the content that we make because we get a lot more variety. So it's much more diverse, it's much more variety uh, and, and a lot more creative than we can actually uh, make within the office walls. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a much more um, entertaining and creative way of presenting it when we can, uh, you know, play with all the content we get from the different influencers. Yeah. And 
when you're looking at research about Gen Z, it proves that they are actually quite tired of this picture-perfect posts and they expect entertaining and inspirational content from brands. So, for example, we see that YouTube has worked well for Makeup Mecca. Um, how do you work with meeting your audience's wants and needs in terms of content? You went a little bit into it, but do you have anything more to add? We, uh, this is a really important point that you are making because we don't want to portray a pic- picture-perfect image. Um, it's important because this is not how real life is. I mean, you get a sit, you will get some imperfections in your skin. You have what you have. Uh, and makeup is supposed to be fun. It's not about making everything perfect. It's about, you know, trying to get out the best in you, whatever you want to uh, highlight or whatever you want to uh, do out of your, your special look at, at that point. Um so I think it's really important that we as a brand do not promote picture perfect, but we promote this is this is the different ways you can play and have fun and, uh, and, and enhance whatever you want to enhance. And then we can use that. Um, and it's not uh, about making everything perfect. No, relatable content is uh, great to use. I think, as you said, not everyone has perfect skin. And sometimes that's all you see when you go on social media, like the glowing skin, uh, picture perfect makeup. Uh, so I think that's a really good approach. Yes. And, and when we make uh, content or influencer make content for, it, for us, it's really important that it's actually showing what the product is. Uh, and, and that is actually showing what the product can do for you. Uh, so if you make it too nice and if you try to make it more than it is, you will disappoint someone. And being a digital store, a web store, um, even more so, we need to portray what it's really about. You know, this is what the product is. This is what the looks you can make. This is what it can do for you. And not try to to fool someone because it will not make anybody happy. No, no. And as you said, that's a big question right now. Beauty brands that are only online, it's hard to like pick the right foundation shade or lipstick, and you really need to see how how does it really look, not in a studio photographer uh, way of looking. Absolutely. And you need to also show different products, different, um, if you have an eyeshadow palette, you need to show the looks you can make on, on different faces. So that's why also the variety we can get from, from, uh, working with influencers where you can get so much, uh, so much diversity, so much, uh, fun images. And it's also very motivational for, for our product development. Yeah. I, I understand that really. So, Birit, what advice would you give to brands that want to attract the female Gen Z audience if you have like two, three concrete advice? Uh, I have to start with the first thing first, and that is uh, for Generation C, we don't talk about male and female. It's really important. We include everybody. Uh, You have to be so inclusive because uh, they they all need to feel that they are welcome uh, in your store and with your brand and in your social media channels. So uh, it's Generation C. They have very strong opinions uh, and they're not afraid to speak their minds. So um, it's important that you deliver on what you say. So if you're going to work with Generation C, don't underestimate them. If you make any mistakes, say you're sorry and you better mean it. 
everybody can make a mistake. You can launch something that didn't really, you know, meet their expectations. And then you have to just go and say, okay, we'll do better next time uh, and fix it. Also, also, I think that for if you're going to target Generation C, make sure that you have your ESG in order. You have to have uh, everything clear. You have to make sure, like for our sake, uh, it's really important that it's non-cruelty. It's really important that you can have a vegan products. It's some. There are some expectations today, uh, especially among Generation C, that we didn't see that much in in the the former generations. Um, so. If you're going to get them to become loyal to you, they need to feel that you can actually be trusted in everything you do. So that's the way you have to connect with them on their terms. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. And also uh, you mentioned the mistake approach, like own up to your mistakes. It's better to just, okay, we'll do better than to just try to sweep it under the carpet. Absolutely. So... You have to to keep your back straight and you have to be able to face them and say, okay, we hear you. And also be grateful when they get back to you uh, because they will, as I said, they have have very strong opinions and they will tell their mind, but that will also make us better. So uh, instead of just trying to calm down, if someone comes and tell you something, you have to take it and you have to use it in a useful way. So then you can get a really nice dialogue going with your customers. Yeah, that must be valuable feedback if, if it's good feedback. Always valuable and um, uh, also it's contributing. I mean, for the, the, the product development, we ask, we can ask directly in our social media channels what kind of colors they want to see, what kind of trends they see. So if we are listening to them, uh, it will help us a lot uh, for the for the next projects that we are initiating. Yeah, I love when you ask about the colors or what do you want next. I'm always like voting in on Instagram <laughs> on those. <laughs> that's good to hear because that's what we need because we cannot sit just within our little team and have all the answers. We need the feedback. We need uh, the customers. They are following all the trends. They are following all the big uh, influencers around the world. They can give us so much value to our product development. Yeah. So if we tap into more the influencer marketing sphere for beauty brands, what would be your best advice there? Um, I think that the best advice is, um, you know, if you're going to work with Generation C, you also need to have their, you know, let them have their creative space. A lot of them have, they haven't been, you know, working nine to five uh, before. They are young. They have the energy. They have the passion. So don't try to put too much of a framework. You have to have some framework. framework. Of course, you have the legal boundaries and things you can do and cannot do. Um, But um, let them lose a little bit. Uh, Let them show what they have because then also probably you will connect better with their peers. Yeah, yeah, they know their audience the best, so they probably know if what content types are working best or how they uh, how the promotion of the product will be best received by their audience. Absolutely. So, uh it uh, it's important also that, you know, being someone who's been in the beauty business for a few years, I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers to what generation C wants to see what they find entertain, entertaining, what they find inspiring, um, and what they like. Uh, but if I listen to them, then we can be on the right track together. 
Yeah. Listen and always do de- develop. I think that's key. You can see just with like TikTok, it blew up on like under a year. So a new platform could arise like any any moment and you need to uh, be agile in your marketing and communications. Yes. And then try different things. Give it a give it a shot. See what happens. Um, if it fails, it fails. But uh, you, you have to try because, as you say, all of a sudden we're in the middle of a new TikTok kind of platform. What will be the next um, social media platform? We don't know. No. But we need to. As soon as something comes, we will try it and and see. This, does it give an effect for us? Does it give traffic? Does it give conversion? Does it? Can we do it as a, a connection with the, with our customers? I, so yeah, uh, it's uh, it's an area where there's so, there are so many new things all the time. Yeah, yeah, it is. And for this audience, I also think it's important to mention that being working always on with influencers and on social media as well, like continuously be there and have a presence. Otherwise, your competitors are only one click away. Yes, and um, they forget you really fast if you if you become quiet in social media. If you if you we have tried to see what happens if we um, slow down the communication. If we do, what will happen? We have done that just as a testing, yeah. and they expect you to be present at all the time at all times. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be someone's best friend in a brand kind of way, yeah. uh, then you need to be there for them on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah, it's the same with real real life relationships, like between partners or friends. You can't just call them and be like, okay, I need this from you now. Okay, but we haven't, yeah, I haven't heard from you in a month. <laughs> then maybe you're not so prone to continue that relationship. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think that this is more... Um, this is more important for Generation C. Uh, you can expect that at the time when gener- Generation Alpha is becoming like primary consumers, they will be even more so uh, because they have spent quite a lot of their childhood in, in homeschooling. Yeah. So what will happen with that generation? Um, but they are still children, uh, but they will be the next generation. So uh, it will be quite interesting to it will be very interesting to follow them uh, in the years to come yeah it's exciting times ahead yes Uh, and it's fun it's fun that it's everything is different now than four years ago it's uh, uh, very interesting to see where are we heading what will happen uh, next year and the year after so I think that we are in kind of a pivotal time uh, coming to social media marketing yeah, definitely. And the social media platforms are rolling out new platforms and social commerce uh, on TikTok, Instagram and YouTube shorts. There's a lot of things happening in in like the platforms that already exist today. Yes. And a lot of uh, conclusions that maybe people drive to. I mean, they, they, they take the conclusion a little bit too early. For example, the death of Facebook, which is it has shown that it's not true. It's just different how you use it. So it's still there. It has competition on quite a lot of different platforms, uh, but uh, it's not to be forgotten yet as a commercial platform. No, of course. Thank you, Birit, for guesting the podcast today. It was a pleasure having you in the studio and thanks for sharing lots of valuable insights and inspiration. Thank you so much for inviting me and I hope to see you in Stockholm soon. Yeah, I hope so too. This was all for today, but the content doesn't end here. 
If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, what's up on the consumer marketing scene, and of course, all things social media and influencer marketing, make sure you follow us on our platforms at Cure Media.